Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and joining me as always, my good friend Patrick Anderson. Patrick, we are on time, on the dot. It is 5 o'clock wow. Central yeah. Time. in the. Oh, well, now it's 5.01. But, you know, I was going to say, I just watched it change. Yeah. <laughs> it literally switched like as I was saying that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're on time, and I think that's a... Uh, you know, we're usually not, not that the listener ever knows that. They don't know when we decide to record, <laughs> but we're usually now they a good... Do, like, if we're calling it out that we're on time, it's a pretty clear sign that, like, <laughs> this doesn't happen actually that often. We should do it in the future every time we're on time. Because, um, yeah, like, yeah. If, we, if we don't call it out, that just, that just suggests that we're not. Um, but uh, I think part of the reason we're on time and excited to do this pod is... Uh, um, it's been an, like a couple months since we've done our last pod, and also yeah. uh, we're doing our quarter one recommendations today. So we're strictly talking about albums that we know we liked. Um, always fun to do that. Always fun. Uh, we try to bring some ones that uh, you know are near and dear to us personally, but also um, you know we're not going to be necessarily recommending the most popular artists out there. A couple of them may be popular in the indie sphere and all that, but uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to be talking about like any new albums from like Drake or whatever. I mean, that would be surprising for a number of reasons, <laughs> <laughs> especially based off of like how this pod usually goes with the Drake releases. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is the quarter one recommendations <clears throat> pod. Um, so I did kind of want to ask you just how you felt about the quarter as a whole. Uh, you know, before we get into like our specifics. Um, I thought this was pretty good uh, for the most part. Uh, there's a lot of albums I keep coming back to. I think it's mostly a pretty strong start to the year. Um, I will say at this point, there's a good like five that are like incredible to me. And so I had to pick three of those five to talk about today. And that was a tough decision. But uh, yeah, but, nice. Yeah. So I, how'd you feel overall with this quarter? I thought that it was pretty strong start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that like there were some there were there was like a couple of albums um, that were um, grower growers on me, mm-hmm. and then a couple of them that were like, "Wow, this is just fucking awesome!" Right off the bat, um, but a lot of like interesting, but not like mind-blowing kind of stuff that came out this year not a lot of like really disappointing stuff that i like i didn't seek out a lot of that kind of stuff though either mm-hmm. this quarter i feel like but um i don't know yeah it was it, it was all right it was like yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know. it's always hard to judge the first quarter because i feel like it's like it's kind of a. Uh, I never lives up to. Um, I I always feel like I'm I'm kind of at a low on the first quarter, I guess, because we're wrapping up our end of the mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. the year before, and then there's some stuff that usually comes out that's really good. Luckily, mm-hmm. it would suck if there was a quarter where like, man, nothing came nothing. out. <laughs> like three months went by, Just. nothing was good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, January is usually pretty slow in general, too, right? Yeah. Like, no one really wants to... I mean, you yeah, get the occasional... Yeah, exactly. it's a weird release month. Yeah, right. So it's, you know, but 
despite that, uh, you know, I found a few albums to talk about today, so uh, looking yep. forward to doing that. Uh, did you want to start, or did you want me to start? Uh, you kick it off. Okay. All right. Then I will do so. Uh, we always give awards for these, or at least I always do. I usually come prepared with those awards, not that they're great. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do them on the fly. I think that's also a fine, fine uh, yep. strat. Um, this that's award, how it's going to go today. That's right. Uh, this, this award Quarter is... Quarter one is always on the fly. <laughs> that's fair. I, I think I usually I get better as I go through the year. There you go. And then, but, like, quarter one, I'm like, uh, let's give it this award. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this award is uh, not very creative, uh, but it's one I always do. It's just my favorite album of the quarter. So this is, yeah. Favorite. I love that. I, I always love when that comes up. <laughs> yep, just, just my favorite album of the past three months. Um... It is, uh, you're probably not surprised to hear, it is the new Young Fathers album. Yes, uh, nice. Heavy Heavy is the title of the I album. I debated talking about this one too, but I figured that you would uh, it, would go for it. That's, so. a, that's a good a good call by you and a safe bet. Yeah, I've been all about this thing. Um, so Young Fathers are a Scottish like art pop, alternative hip hop, indie, tronica, soul, experimental trio. Um, hope you wrote all those down <laughs> yeah uh, so heavy heavy Rate your music has at least like 10 more superlatives oh i'm sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh this is their fourth album uh this is uh their first since coco sugar though which was all the way back in 2018 and i really enjoyed that album at the time it made my 2018 year end list but uh this one's just on another level in my opinion uh, I was sort of, you know, kind of half-joking, listing off all those genres um, and, you know, talking about, oh, Rate Your Music probably has, like, a billion different things. But this album really is, uh, like, an eclectic grab bag of several different genres, uh, which makes for a really, like, colorful listen. Um, I mean, I've just seen, like, reaction to this album. It, it's drawing as many comparisons to, uh, like, Animal Collective as it is to a band like TV on the Radio, uh, for me, the artist that came to yeah. mind uh, during my first listen was uh, Genesis Owusu, um, and so you know, yeah, yeah, they're they're just they're so all over the place on this album, which uh, normally isn't awesome, uh, in my opinion. But it in this case, it just works wonders for me. Uh, they experiment and they like play around with all this genre fusion and with these different ideas and these different song structures. Uh, the album is a little formless in that way at times uh it's it's as if they're always interested in getting to the next idea and uh they feel a concern about their music maybe sounding too static so like those decisions that they make to kind of get to the next one uh, understandably may not be for everyone uh but they generally work out well for me for you know for my tastes uh but for the most part i mean they typically bounce around among Various pop subgenres and hip hop, electronic, soul, um, but they do briefly dabble in things like trip hop and footwork on this album as well. Um, but I think what kind of makes this record stand out amongst other genre fusions, the most like important sonic influence on this album, I think, is the presence of uh, traditional African music throughout the record. Mm-hmm. Um, this. African influence is like more prominent on some songs than on others, but it can almost always be felt in the percussion and in the vocals. Um, 
and that's really where this album shines, I think, sonically, uh, the percussion and the vocals. Uh, it, it makes sense because in addition to the, uh, like the contributions of several guest musicians, all three primary members of Young Fathers contribute to the vocals and to the percussion on, I think, pretty much every track, and it shows. Um, and the, this sort of African influence I keep coming back to, it, it kind of like manifests itself in the album's like general vibe and ethos as well. And, and this is kind of where my analysis gets a little bit more subjective and into like spiritual territory, which is like not usually how I talk about music. Um, Love to hear this. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, this is just like, it's one of the most like life affirming feel good albums I've heard in a really long time. Um, mm. Like this album is called heavy, heavy, <laughs> pretty misleading in my opinion. Uh, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's like a pretty easy light listen from front to back, I would say. Uh, but if anything here is heavy, it's like the, the sense of joy on this album can honestly be overwhelming at times, or at least it was for me. Uh, it's, it's a pretty moving album and a chill-inducing one for me. Um, it's very soulful, and, and not just, like, soul music, but, like, has soul. It has spirit and emotion. Um, this is a spiritual album in that way. It's not, like, religious. It, it wouldn't probably be my favorite record of the quarter if it was, <laughs> but, but it is spiritual, and a, a lot of that African... Music. It's like African gospel music doing a lot of the influencing on this album. Um, and so as such, you like the sounds on this album are very vibrant, very colorful, um, while also being like intense and passionate. Uh, and, and one of this album's greatest strengths to me, uh, very tough line to nail here, but in my opinion, they do it. Uh, it's a positive album. It's uplifting, but it's not like naive. It's, it's like a wholesome and yeah. just genuine listen, but I don't find it like cringe at all. I think like a worse version of this album might be something I hear in like a Smoothie King or, or some shit like that, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Smoothie King with the, with the side shot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there goes our Smoothie King deal, our, our sponsorship. Yeah, right yeah we there had there it all lined up. Our one sponsor. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Just some like mall pop. Like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it, it could have been that, but it's not. I, I don't know how they managed to avoid that, but um, I absolutely need to see Young Fathers live in concert um part of that is probably because i'm on this concert high after seeing cheek face a few days ago but uh i bet this album mm -hmm. sounds incredible in a live setting not only because i just think the songs would sound good and i think they would be good performers but i feel there is like a sense of community they try to bring to their music um we'll say though the, the lyrics themselves aren't really a focus here it's more about the feel you know, it's not like bad mm -hmm. lyricism necessarily, but I wouldn't say it's like a huge strength that the album has either. It's more of just this like communal emotional aspect. Um, overall, uh, uh, like I think they just kind of nailed it with this album. Uh, it has a quality that many great albums have, which is that it's difficult for me to determine my absolute favorite song right now. What's yours? Just off top. Do, do you know? Oh, man. 
Um, yeah, exactly, right? Like <laughs> I really, yeah, I was going to say, I really, the ones that come to mind are Sink or Swim, mm, mm-hmm. Rice. I really like uh, Geronimo, too. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like yeah. where I'm at. I think, you know, I like, probably would say Sink or Swim, though, if I like, yeah, like, that's probably the go go to right now. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's like some of my I would say like my personal favorites are probably like uh, I saw Rice uh, shoot me down. I really like has grown on me a lot. Um, yeah, and all of those songs feature like these explosive clo- uh, climaxes uh, with like a lot of different things happening all at the same time. Uh, Holy moly! Like I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite front to yeah, back. It might. That's be. pretty great too. That's that song is freaking amazing. Um, when the group vocals come in around like two minutes in or something like that, that's incredible. But yeah, Geronimo, Sink or Swim, Drum uh, is also great. I will say though, uh, not every song is like I don't know. Be Your Lady is the closer on this album. It's not really the send off I would have preferred to end the album with. Um, and Ululation, uh, it sounds nice and definitely has that African influence I was talking about, but it does kind of get fairly repetitive, which is not this album's MO, generally speaking. Um, I would say the other thing this album generally succeeds in is that uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's a, a short album, and every song itself is short. Uh, and even within a song they like switch up every minute or so so if anything i just kind of want more uh with this album so uh yeah man uh, this album is just kind of like what music is all about you know what i mean like it's just so fun to listen to um it was well worth the five-year wait for me as a fan not that i was like a super fan of them but i was curious to see where they were go uh going excuse me um the vibes are just absolutely through the roof um god what else Oh, dude, the album cover is just fucking holy shit. Fantastic. Good. I was going to say, yeah. the, it, I feel like that also uh, <clears throat> is a great contrast for what the sonics of the album are, actually, too. Yeah, that's a good call. Because, like, heavy, heavy, <clears throat> and, and, like, the album cover almost looks like a industrial album cover, in my Yeah, opinion. it's freaky. It's yeah. super freaky. And, like, their album covers usually are. Um, but this one, even more so. Uh, I don't know. Scopies are at the end of the year, but this this is a Best Picture nominee um, as far as that's concerned. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to Young Fathers. Uh, Heavy Heavy is my favorite album of the quarter. It's a nine out of ten for me. So fantastic, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great album. It, it came out in like early February, so I've had this for like a couple months now, and yeah, it's it. I'm yeah. still loving it. So. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that that uh, description of life affirming, I think, um, is perfect because that's kind of a feeling that I got from it too. It was just super over the top positivity in like the most artful way. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was it was really cool. Just can't be in a bad mood after hearing it in my <clears throat> for me at least. So yeah. Well, it's a, this is a good transition actually into mine. Okay, even though it wouldn't seem like it okay because <laughs> um, this is my favorite album of the quarter nice and this one i would also describe as life affirming but in a very different way okay okay i i have uh, no idea what this is 
I think you well you'll you'll know when uh-huh. I say obviously yeah uh, yeah that's usually how it's gonna even that's how communication like, oh, works you'll know in a second like yeah, <laughs> shit I hope so <laughs> what if I just spend three minutes talking about what the album is just and seeing if you can guess what it is <laughs> it's like, amazing radio dude that's incredible yeah <laughs> that's what people want to hear oh god this it, mine is. Um, Model actress. Oh no way! With dog's body. Holy cow! Oh my god, that's awesome. I didn't realize you were that into this. That's awesome. I love it, dude. I I think that this is um, in a similar vein. I think as the young fathers in in the way that like um, so much emotion and just. Um, passion is just poured into every bit of this and the atmosphere and the feeling and all the explosiveness of it is the main driving force behind it um the lyrics like you said like on the young fathers they're they're fine they they don't do any harm Mm -hmm. uh, or anything to the album Uh, but they're mostly used as like a narrative like just to kind of like drive things forward and it's just the sonics of it that are just bonkers um i really loved the chat pile album that came out last year oh yeah that was my my second favorite and uh and i also loved that uh daughter's album that came out Mm -hmm. you won't get what you want um like what 2018, I think that's what it was. Yeah, God, we're old. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's but um, I was gonna say like I haven't checked out that much noise rock in the past, like industrial noise rock in the past. But I'm like looking at this, I'm like, man, there's been two different industrial noise rock albums hmm. that have uh, really topped out my lists in the past and now this one is a really strong contender already oh yeah for being in the top of my year in the year list too i'm like man i need to get more into industrial noise rock because this is just awesome no absolutely but yeah but this this one is um stands out a bit because um the vocalist on this album is so engaging and so um like just so all over the place emotionally that reminds me a bit of like Trent Reznor in early days Nine Inch Nails um, but also kind of mixed with like that talk yelling uh, kind of style of like I said Chat Pile or mm-hmm. uh, Daughters but um, this one is just has like a, a lot more uh, emotional availability to it mm. and it also like dives deep into a lot of very strange and uncomfortable territory to do with like uh, sexual urges and desires and like kind of frames them in this really um, weird frame of mind that's like looking at it from a judgmental point of view like maybe an overly religious point of view or a conservative kind of feeling like it's taking the point of view of um, somebody that suffered through that way of thinking about this Mm. and is now it's super cathartic when talking about this stuff, but it it goes through all that pain and uncomfortableness and 
unnecessary anxiety that basically gets hammered down by all this repression and things like that. It dives really, really deeply into all those feelings. And honestly, like a lot of times it's like not something that I'm like immediately drawn to. I think it's totally cool. And I think that I find it come up a lot. Um, I think I find it come up a lot in these like noise rock groups actually. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like with like heavier music, I think that that kind of stuff is bound to show up, but the way that they bring it about with the, um, vocal performance going in and out of this, like really pained and then also very, uh, like I said, life affirming, um, view. Sorry about that. My my bad. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) I thought you were doing your best uh, model <laughs> actress impression there. That's it may as well be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vocals, <clears throat> the vocals on here just go through such a wide range of like really pained, and then also very like sensual kind of like back and forth. Um, it's super cathartic, but it's also really uncomfortable. Uh, but very free in the same way. The distortion on the vocals is also mixed just really well, mm-hmm. and the, it adds to the, the like ambiance of the whole uncomfortableness. Um, I also love that like when there is spoken word or you know screamed words, I guess is more like <laughs> uh, <laughs> passages on here. The vocals come in really clear, and then as soon as it kind of bursts into the more outrageous like. Um, uh, the instrumentation kind of comes crashing in. They burst into the more outrageous like chorus work and stuff. It goes right back into this like fuzzy, distorted, uh, yeah, like production that I think is just. I think it's just cool. It adds to the whole feeling and the whole back and forth. Um, yeah, the grooves on each track are super steady, and I think that adds to the whole narrative of uh it it really helps to like help you focus on the lyrics i guess um while they're while they're being said and yeah there's so many great moments on here um lyrically and vocally and instrumentally that just keep me coming back and i i honestly didn't pick up on a lot of the themes the first couple times i was listening through to this it was just so uh great instrumentally from front to back that like the first few times i was listening through it i'm like i'm good like this is Mm -hmm. such a good sounding album from front to back already like i don't even need to dive and then when i dove in a little bit more um the way they discuss like i said like these repressed feelings and then like also like talk about love in uh a very uncomfortable but realistic and like i said they yeah like realistic way it becomes like i said life affirming um but in a very it's just a very roundabout way of doing it where i think like the young fathers like you're saying is like straight to the heart which feels great Mm. um this one is getting to the heart but it's doing that in a very like wait why are we going this route kind of way (laughs) it's a little scarier but you end up in a similar place um and i always love that for some reason that's just like if i end up in that place but i'm taking a darker road to get there um i usually prefer it 
for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but this is a great album to explore those thoughts with. And I've been enjoying it a lot, and it's a 9 out of 10 for me. How about that? How about that? I, I'm totally with you on the... Uh, I think I'm somewhere... Um, like, your journey to, like, your first few listens, it was mostly just kind of taking in the sound, and the and then you really dove in. Um, I need to yeah. dive in, because I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I've gave, given it a few listens, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but I really only kind of enjoyed it at like the very surface level. Um, so I do need to kind of dig into it. But uh, yeah, dude, this is really crazy album that like I just kind of saw Couple pop of, up on like the internet. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. Why not? And uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> A lot of similarities there also with the Young Fathers too. Like that was the same thing of like uh, the density of it. Like, just diving into all the themes and stuff, even after hearing how good it is on the surface, is so rewarding. Very so, nice. Yeah, that's, that's a really great ways to start off the, the the yeah this quarter. Absolutely, yeah, it, great pick too. Because like I, I mean, you and I keep each other up to date as to like what we're listening to, and we you know kind of share our brief thoughts. But you do such a good job of hiding like your real album of the year contenders from me. Like, I know a lot of albums that you liked, but I have no idea what your absolute favorite ones were. So to come out the gate with Model Actress was uh, awesome. It's surprising and not too surprising at the same time, because it does seem very much like in that kind of like, lane. Yeah. yeah. I'm usually not intentionally right. trying to hide, but it does, it does end up happening that way. Yeah, where I'm like, uh, <laughs> where, where I like end up with something where I'm like, by the way, Maybe I've been listening to this album nonstop. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's more just like I'm more the other way where it's like I like something and I'm I'm, I'm like obnoxious about it for a few weeks. So it's more yeah, by my standard. I think that yeah, that way of doing it is so much better for like sharing uh, music like that you like with other like turning people on to other stuff too though. So hey, well, uh, yeah. My next one is. Um, it sonically doesn't sound at all like yours honestly um so this one is getting the uh typically how it goes typically how it goes yeah <laughs> that's a fair, fair fair point that's why that's why we're a good duo unless we have like the the backwash crossover yep. or something like that that's when it happens <laughs> yeah if if model actress meets hip-hop like that's usually our album of yep. the year. yeah yeah, exactly. that, yeah. <laughs> um this one is getting the Sawayama Award, which is uh, one oh. way of saying that this doesn't sound at all like uh, Model Actress. Um, <laughs> this is going to uh, Caroline Polachek for... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I was like, did Rena Sawayama drop, drop an album? Again? No, like, you're good. You're good. Uh, this album is uh, Desire I Want to Turn Into You is the name of this album. Um, Caroline Polachek, indie pop, art pop, singer songwriter producer uh born in new york um this is her second studio album uh frankly i don't really remember a ton about ping which was her solo debut from a few years ago but um shortly around the time we started this podcast i checked out uh that moth album from chairlift and i really enjoyed oh, it yeah yeah and uh chairlift was a a synth pop duo uh co-founded by Caroline Polachek. She was the vocalist for that duo. Um, this album wins the Sawayama Award. 
for a few reasons. Uh, so Sawayama, and not only like, uh, maybe a little confusion there, Sawayama, the album by Rina Sawayama, the self-titled <laughs> album from Rina Sawayama. Uh, so many layers to this award. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was my favorite album from 2020. It was certainly my favorite pop album from that year. Um, and similarly, I think there's a great chance this Caroline Polachek record will be my favorite pop album of the year. Certainly possible. Um, and uh, I think these two albums are similar, uh, not only because of that. It's more than just like, well, this pop album's good. Reminds me of this other pop album because it's also good. Um, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> it just reminds me of this other thing I listened to in that I liked both. Um, no, I think... Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, the approach and the sound of the records are similar as well, in my opinion. Uh, one of my biggest takeaways from the Sawayama record was just how many different like pop styles were executed so well on that album. Uh, arena rock, like new metal kind of, uh, new jack swing, uh, kind of like radio pop from our youth, uh, and you know some like ballads, of course. Arena crushed all of that, in my opinion. Um, I, I wouldn't say Desire I Want to Turn Into You has like as much variety as that record does, but it does have a lot of diversity in its own right. Um, Caroline Polachek similarly has like a, a smorgasbord of uh, pop subgenres on this album. Um, smorgasbord is a word that like I don't use ever, <laughs> except for on this podcast. And in this podcast, I think I overuse that word. Um, so it's very strange. Like I feel like it's a it's a podcast word for me, uh, but I never go around just saying the word smorgasbord. Um, That's a good call. Like, what are the words that you use that are exclusively podcasts? Like, I, yeah. I'm sure that I have one that I used to like that. Well, I, 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 I like albums that have variety, and I don't just like saying variety, variety, variety over and over again. So I try to find synonyms. Uh, and smorgasbord is a really, there you go. <laughs> I just it's a go to one. Um, but yeah, like just going even like track to track, you can see kind of what I'm like, the opener, uh, is called welcome to my Island. And it's like, it's a siren song that turns into this like absolute banger. It has this like explosive chorus, but then that's followed up by, uh, a song called pretty impossible, pretty in possible. It's always hard for me to say that. Um, and everyone who has reviewed this album compares this song to uh, Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. I'm not sure if you heard that song, but it's totally understandable with the comparison given the uh, really 90s percussion and the melody and the scat singing. Um, but then that song is followed up by a song called Bunny is a Rider, which was Pitchfork's number one song of 2021. This thing has been around. For, Whoa. Yeah, right? It's been floating around for a minute. Um, and That's I, crazy. I just yeah. now heard it, I think, <laughs> like when the album dropped. Um, this is more of like a minimal song. So like, again, compared to the previous tracks, it's doing something completely different. But it is very catchy. It's a total earworm. Um, it, uh, it, it's a song I actually, when I was in Cape recently, I like played it on the jukebox using my actual hard-earned real money. Um, so it passes the jukebox nice. test, you know. Um, so that says something about that. And then that song is followed up by a song called Sunset, which is this like flamenco pop song. You know, makes me want to dance. Makes me want to do dances that I have no idea how to do or like what I'm doing <laughs> out there. 
Um, and you know, this is great. It, it is a flamenco pop song, so I've seen it get a couple of really lazy Rosalia comparisons, uh, but that's like a different yes, conversation. Yeah. yeah, that's a different conversation, different pod. Um, I could keep going, and, and, and I will. Don't get me wrong. Um, but just those <laughs> songs, they showcase, right, this like vast array of pop stylings happening. Dare I say a smorgasbord. There we uh, go. Uh, uh, yes. Um, we need a counter. Exactly right. Uh, just a couple more examples real quick, just because, uh, you know, uh, really interesting decisions on this album. Um, song Fly- Have you heard this album, by the way? I still haven't heard it, actually. Oh, okay. I've been slacking on this. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't think you had yet, but obviously I recommend it. Um, there's a song on here yeah. called Fly to You, uh, which is more of like a breakbeat grimes sounding pop song um which makes sense i would say partially given that uh grimes is featured on this track so yeah i guess it would make sense then that it kind of sounds more like a grime song the real curveball though is that dido is also featured on this song very interesting combination of artists there um the song right before that i believe is called i believe and uh it's a song dedicated to sophie um and it oh, has, nice. yeah, it has elements of, you know, like Sophie's hyper pop, but I would say it kind of comes off sounding more as like a Lady Gaga song. That's not a bad thing, mind you. But again, it just kind of showcases all these different styles she's going for. Um, there's some ballads on here as well. Uh, Crude Drawing of an Angel, Hope Drunk Ever Asking. Um, not that you're surprised to hear this, but uh, I would say these ballads aren't necessarily my absolute favorites on the album. That's just kind of how it goes with me sometimes. Uh, but they do add to the variety here, which is a, a, a nice. It's a great way to break up the pace. Um, there are ballads that did work, uh, I will say. Uh, one of them being the song Butterfly Net. And what separates this song from the other ballads, in my opinion, and it's a fine example of my like other big takeaway of this album, aside from the whole smorgasbord thing. Um, there's just a lot going on in a lot of these songs. Um, in the production, in the sound design, there's so many like bells and whistles and like these decisions that seem minor and maybe are minor to some people, but like they add up over the course of the album and they make these songs stand out more than they could have. Um, just when a song is maybe starting to get a little stale or maybe you kind of get where it's going, they'll throw in like a bagpipe or like a sitar or just some auto tune or like group vocals or whatever. And I think overall, like adding all these decisions together, it really helps with the replay value of the album. It, again, it's one of these, like I'm picking out different things over multiple listens, um, and so I just think these these creative decisions really add up. And it's possible that, like, you've heard this album, not you, but the the royal you listening. Um, maybe you, you've heard this album and you might think I'm overrating this point. I don't think I am, though. Um, but just overall, like, this is just a really good pop album. Fun production, interesting percussion, a uh, ton of creative decisions, stellar vocals, I didn't even really touch on her vocals all that much, but they're consistently great regardless of whatever direction this album is going in. Um, I find myself singing along to those vocals quite often, and I'm dancing a lot. Again, I'm doing like flamenco dancing. It's not great, but I do do it. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Check me out on TikTok. Um, (laughs) 
this another amazing album cover, by the way. Uh, she's like crawling in like a subway yes, on, yeah. on sand. It, it incredible. Love her expression. It's fantastic. Uh, I love the drama of this album. I love the extravagance of it. This like larger than life nature that it has, as do many great pop records. Um, but it's really like that variety and like these smaller creative decisions um, that that really sell it to me as like again maybe the best pop record I'm gonna hear all year. Um, it's as musically stimulating for me on the first listen as it has been on subsequent listens. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Caroline Polachek, uh, giving desire. I want to turn into you an eight out of 10 strong eight, strong eight. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to check this one out. I, I've added it, um, like right when it came out. Mm. And then I don't know what happened. I just then ended up getting to it, and then it just kind of fell behind on uh, some of the other stuff that I listened to. Did it come out with something else? <laughs> so here's, I was just going to say, you're like, oh, it dropped. I have probably had something else going on. So here's the thing. I'm single. You're not. It came out on Valentine's Day. She dropped. She did a Valentine's Day drop. <laughs> there we go. So I'm okay. like, well, shit. What am I doing? I was today? listening. I was listening <laughs> to the to Dog's Body. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, oh, that, honestly, I will say the actual transition I should have made there. Model actress Rina Sawayama. Just saying. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there that it is. is. Yeah, so. that would have been that. That's pretty nice. There, there you have it. So uh, yeah, um, that was uh, Caroline Polachek, a good old strong eight. I don't know why I said strong eight. I meant like a high eight, strong eight. Who says that? I'm not like. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that would be. That, that's a weird way to to rate your uh, music. I don't think anybody will pick up on that. No, even you just saying rate your music just now. That's another weird. Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be a website. No, no. Um, okay, we're we are halfway through, friends. Uh, Specificating. <laughs> Uh, what do you got for your uh, for your next one here? My next one is kind of a surprise. Okay. Like, I feel like uh, these three. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe the dogs or a model actress is not that surprising given my um, picks over mm-hmm. the past few years. Um, but this one, it's not like you know. I like this this style of music a lot. Um, I've like rated albums that are similar to this very high in the past, but it's not just, I I feel like it's not something that I usually like in kind of like hit by like, wow, this is really special. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even like blown away by this when it came out originally, honestly, I was kind of like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I see what people are talking about, but it wasn't for me, but it just grew on me over the quarter. Love that. Um, and it's Kalella. Yes. Oh, with, with Raven. God. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that was hype. That is awesome. Holy yes, cow! I um, love I, that. I figured that you liked this one a lot too, because yeah. I remember after you checked it out, you're like, "Dude, what? This album is really good." Yeah. Right. That's exactly it. It, it wasn't one of the five that I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, but it's like that next tier. You know what I mean? Like if if we did a top 10 right now it's in that top 10 for sure really great yeah record. but uh I'll it's let you fantastic I, I i i don't know what it was that like didn't hit me at first but um i just had like a day 
revisiting this, I remember where I, I guess the weather was perfect. It was gloomy outside. I was a little tired heading to work. And uh, the this album just like put me in the best frame of mind. I was just like so uh, calmed by it and so like taken aback by how like silky smooth the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I couldn't stop listening to it. And I've really gotten a lot out of it ever since then it hasn't been just like a one-time thing um but yeah i love like all the ambience on here mixed with the like kind of housey mm-hmm. uh yeah housey sort of style the dance music and the r&b it's all like done in such a really artful way um and very minimal i think that that's something that is really cool about this too i don't know if I would have revisited it as much, if it wasn't so stripped back and minimal and like clean, it's just it sounds so like yes, like silky smooth, clean all the way through. Yeah, um, yeah, like and, and I think that that really is a credit for the re-listenability of it because you know they're like the last album I was talking about, Dog's Body, is very dense and instrumentally pretty complex and like um a little overwhelming this one is definitely not that so (laughs) if you don't like it at first i would recommend doing what i did and giving it a few re-listens because it's not going to take that much uh stimulation to to do that it's pretty pretty chill Mm um anyway but uh besides that like i just i think that her performance and her songwriting on here like some of the lines that she's able to to get through and uh with her vocal performance being so charismatic and so like well-meaning and endearing um it's really like i had great moments of just like connecting with what she's trying to get across uh on this album lyrically and i always really like that like having those kind of connect, especially with R&B or pop or anything like having those connecting moments with a, uh, with the singer is, it doesn't happen that often. It's a lot of time you're in it for the vibe. Right. So like the, having that is, is kind of, uh, something to like really call out. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I think that there's so much nice haziness also on here. Um, but also it's not just, it's not getting lost in any of the, like the hazy production too much. It's also very intellectually or, uh, yeah, intellectually very sound too. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of passion and, and, uh, the lyrics about like, yeah, love and loss and all this, it's just, it's so well, per- well-meaning, very personal, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that I had, like, a moment of realization with it, basically. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, that is... I don't know what it, what it was before, but there definitely, I think that I, there definitely was something that was drawing me back to it. And I think that uh, I realized later on that what it was, was what I'm talking about, which is that uh, Glenn was just so good at communicating, like, this distinct style um 
and it's all done in such a like careful and like precise way that 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 just is what ultimately brought me back to it until it finally clicked so um it's not you know it's not perfect or anything there Mm -hmm. you know there was a it's not like i was totally humbled by the experience (laughs) or, or anything like that but it it was uh it was a, a good enough experience to like be proven. I wasn't like hating on this, but to be proven a little bit wrong yeah. about my uh, my lukewarm feelings about it. It was a good enough feeling to make it a really solid uh, eight out of ten. God, so I am so happy. I never would have guessed this. Uh, holy cow! Because I didn't either. Yeah, I I don't know what it was. It just it hit at the right time, and like. I guess that there's, you know, there's so much emotion on here too that it just, I, I couldn't stay away from it. That's so good. And yeah, cause like, uh, uh, when you told me you listened to it, you were definitely, you definitely liked it. Like you said, you never like yeah. hated this album or anything. And then, so I, I guess I checked it out a few days after you did. And I'm like, I think I like this album even more than you did. But now I think you may like it more than I do. Like, I think it's kind of gotten... Yeah, I mean, we might, yeah, so. we're at least on the same page. It, totally agree that. with you. Like, yeah. When you said, like, very careful and, and artful, I'm thinking, like, tasteful, like, just... Yeah, this, tasteful this, is a great word for it, yeah. The, the blend of, like, ambient R&B mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, like, these, like, club mix type beats. Like, it's super, like... It just forms better than I, I thought it would. And yeah, I love how some of these songs lead into each other as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I always love that the the um, something that sounds as good person like in a personal setting as it does in a like clubby type of setting. That yeah. like being able to capture that I think is ridiculously hard. Yes. Um, like that was a really cool thing to have on this. Yeah. Holy cow. I love that. It's been a minute since I've like checked this, uh, from front to back, just, you know, straight, you know, normally I kind of just like threw all the stuff I like into a playlist and hit shuffle, but I, I need, I do need to come back to the full experience pretty soon. Cause yeah, man, this, I think this it's really a little bit lengthy. Like it, it, is it is over an hour in length, but, uh, it's like just over an hour. It's not like that crazy. And I, and you know, like I said, it's just so well constructed from front to back. It's so cohesive that it's not really that big of, it's not a slog to get through or anything. Right. That's kind of, the, yeah. It, I'm normally the guy who's like, this album's too fucking long. But uh, <laughs> one could argue that like the length helps because yeah, you're kind of getting lost in this sort of like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you're just kind of letting it take over i guess I, I that's not very analytical but you know what i mean you know what i'm getting at at least and so yeah it's, it's more immersive and if that it works is. for the style that it's going for like yeah absolutely god i love that um yeah dude awesome stuff fuck yeah so like i said that wasn't in my top five for the year um and so uh for this last spot you know i knew i wanted to talk young fathers i knew i wanted to talk I felt pretty confident I wanted to talk about Caroline Polachek. Um, so that left three albums. Um, really thought about talking about Eve Toomer here. That album has mm-hmm. really been growing. It's like skyrocketing on me. You know what I mean? Like even I, I didn't, spoiler, I didn't <clears throat> put it down either, but I considered it also, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. And like 
check in in a few months it might be like in my top 10 of the year like it's i'm really enjoying it um also the other one i thought about talking about paranormal here actually really liking uh, oh yeah that nice. album um after the magic really good album uh just haven't gone back as much uh recently but like when i do when i am in the mood for it it, it hits really hard um this album, and part of the reason I wanted to talk about this album, too, is uh, not only because I'm loving it, but because uh, of the five artists that put out an album that is in my top five, um, definitely the least talked about. Um, it's a hip-hop album that didn't even get a dead-end hip-hop review. I got a Mike Seatown solo review. Um, and I've talked about this nice. one a little bit, uh, uh, just kind of in, like, personal chats and... Uh, um, this award, <laughs> I, I really do like this one. Uh, it's uh, the Billy Woods didn't release an album this quarter, but I'm going to talk about him anyway award. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, longtime listeners or even short-time listeners know uh, Billy Woods is uh, the patron saint of this podcast. I can't go 50 minutes on an audio format yeah. without talking about him. Um, and here we are, about 50 minutes into the podcast, and I'm going to talk about Billy Woods. Without an album out. It, it didn't even drop an album, but <laughs> I found a way. I found a way to talk about Billy Woods. Um, this album is by Sketch185 and Jeff Markey. It's called uh, He Left oh, Nothing nice. for the Swim Back, which is a fucking sick album title slash Gattaca reference. Go watch Gattaca if you haven't. Um, he left nothing for the swim back. So Jeff Markey is a producer from Brooklyn. Sketch 185 is a rapper from Chicago. It, you know, when I think Chicago rap, I know they have the drill scene. They have Chief Keef and all that. Uh, but when I think of Chicago hip hop, I think of like these really wholesome, soulful rappers such as like Common or Saba or uh, mm -hmm. Chance the Rapper, maybe early Lupe Fiasco. Uh, this is not that. This is a release from back there. Whoa, okay. Whoa. What, the, what the hell? You gotta go, like, you, what the hell was that? You're doing that donuts was, in your uh, living room? That was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta hit the donut real quick. Holy cow, my guy is charging his That's Tesla. somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody doing their thing outside. I guess, uh, Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> My bad. You're, you're good. Uh, this is. Uh, I thought I told the street that we were doing a podcast at three. I was afraid because they've been doing like chainsaw work the past couple of days here, and I'm like, holy shit. Oh, nice. I'm like, please no. Uh, they cut down a tree literally like right outside my bedroom a couple days ago. But um, uh, Sketch 185, <laughs> Jeff Markey. There you uh, go. This was dropped on the Backwood Studios label, uh, which is the record label founded by. Billy Woods, there's the name drop. Um, oh, nice, okay. So I was wondering when it was coming. It's coming, and there it was. Uh, so as such, you know, Billy Woods, you can expect some, like, left-field sounds and styles on this album. Uh, Jeff Markey is the producer, and he contributes really great production. That's um, usually boom bap, and uh, even when it's not, it still has elements of boom bap just kind of littered in there. Uh, also very mechanical a little industrial but i wouldn't certainly not by model actor standards uh and not even necessarily by like clipping standards but a little bit just a, a, a touch uh but it is very mechanical but it also does throw in interesting elements and twists that like contrast that um such as like this 
like twinkling piano on one song or like there's a song that has this really warped music box like instrumental um and then there's a song that has like a saxophone on it but it's like a dying saxophone it's not like a peppy de la soul jazz rap song um so i i am really enjoying the production on this album as a whole i think it's a great fit for the rapping style of uh sketch 185 uh who is on this label fittingly because of how i think his rapping style is similar to elucid and uh and billy woods just to name a couple um and that's kind of really where i want to like spend the bulk of like the rest of my little breakdown analysis here whatever because like I'm, I'm really digging the production as much as I'm digging that production. I, I personally find myself more drawn to the rapping on this album. Um, again, Backwood Studios, you can expect some commentary on society, politics, your race. Um, and even with that commentary, you can expect it to be delivered sometimes in a way that's like straightforward, sometimes in a way that's like pretty cryptic, um, but always in a way that's like, pretty original to that artist um i actually kind of found it interesting Ke- uh, sketch 185 in an interview pushes back on the idea that his music is abstract um i think he said i have the exact quote let me just read that right um my music isn't designed to explain black culture to people outside of black culture not my goal never fucking was there are plenty of things that sound very abstract that in truth just might not be something that you grew up hearing that i did um, so oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that perspective, right? It's, it's something yeah. I've never really thought about. Um, even with that, I will say, like, a lot of these lyrics do, for me, require some deciphering. Partially, I'd say, because I have very little life experience similar to Sketch 185. But also, <laughs> there are a lot yeah. of, like, big words and, and metaphors on this album. So um, there is some unpacking if you're into that sort of thing, which I am. Um and even more so because uh, I'd say a, a few of these songs, the lyrics are currently not available on Genius. So I look forward to revisiting this album for many reasons. I'm loving it, but also especially so I can just continue to dive into the lyrics, dive into what he's saying. Um, but the element of his rapping that is even more immediately apparent is his delivery. Like, holy shit. Uh, in, in that quote I said kind of, hints at it but he just has so much conviction i absolutely love the conviction that he raps with he says everything with his chest uh he has this like booming commanding voice makes every single line hit hard whether again uh, whether the line is like surface level interpretation or like one you kind of have to think about either way he's just rapping his ass off um kind of a weird comparison but his his delivery kind of reminds me of mystical sometimes but like if mystical wasn't rapping about ass you know what i mean Uh, (laughs) uh, that's cool yeah that's that's very cool it's pretty sick yeah Uh, the subject matter is not ass it's um you know there's a lot of anger and rage and, and sadness in his voice as well um he's here to let the audience know just like how fucked up things are you know from his personal to like a larger scale. Um, I don't want to break down every single song content, but um, one of my favorite song content ideas of the year uh, is this song called Badly Drawn Hero, uh, which is a song about idol worship, uh, which is a topic I personally think about all the time. Yeah. 
like the deification of humans and, and all of that. I think about that all the time. Um, on this song, he criticizes entertainment icons for not living up to their perception that they present to the world. You know, he says, most of my heroes barely recognize themselves and what they sold me. Uh, you can abandon what you adopted when refusing to accept your image in a way that I can't because I always see myself in the face of the children. Um, and no, this criticism isn't like directed at anyone in particular for most of the song, but then at the end of the song, uh, he has this line, um, again, it, it plays off the famous Gil Scott Heron uh, quote, but he says, uh, the revolution won't have a laugh track or a guest verse from Black Thought. Uh, and if you're like, Ugh. oh, what's that about? Black Thought has been into some like venture capitalism lately. And so uh, oh, he just, yeah, yeah. so like sketch just directly calling him out. I love the direct call out and uh, I love the roots too, but like, come on, Black Thought, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. There's just plenty of standout lyrics throughout the album, almost all of which are delivered with like a, a ton of passion or like emotion. Um, nothing cool about living through this. Fuck how them songs sound. That don't make you real. We would have traded that ground for a tire swing. And then he just kind of, kind of pauses after that. I really like that. Um, I like this line. Uh, the headlines had birthdays before they became your entertainment, uh, which to me is like commenting on this like, dehumanizing reaction we get uh whenever we see news about someone being you know shot or murdered um and then you know he has occasional kind of dark humor as well um shooting back is usually the only way to get shooters to stop shooting not enough white girls with pepsi cans to shield a whole movement um i really like that one uh i could just keep listing lyrics uh, i'll get us out of here soon though um Last moment I kind of wanted to talk about specifically is the closing song, uh, which is called Western Automatic Music Part 2. Uh, part 1 is great in its own right. It's the one uh, that I mentioned had like a, a sort of a music box instrumental. Um, but Part 2 is just such a fantastic closer. And wouldn't you know it, Pat, it features none other... No, don't say it. Billy Woods is on this song. <laughs> that is amazing. We're not done talking about him yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, had to be. Yep, had to. You knew I was going to come back. Um, he comes in immediately. He has the first verse. He's like, uh, in my home, cold come through the floor like a malevolent force. It's a war going on inside, probably why I locked the door. And then he just goes for like a minute. Uh, he references. I can hear. I can hear his voice saying that. Like it's a perfectly constructed Billy Woods. Uh, is very right yeah, very Billy Woods. Uh, he references the like hero theme from earlier, um, and he says that his heroes are the ones that weren't captured. Very Billy Woods. There, I love that. Yeah, love that. Um, I love Billy Woods. Everyone knows that, but this isn't Billy Woods' song, and uh, not that it matters. I, I, I think I said this when I talked about like boy genius to you in private. It it, it doesn't it's not like a competition. Um, but I yeah, you know, naturally you're kinda like, oh, who do I prefer? I actually prefer Sketch's verse on this song. Um it closes out the album with this two minute long verse uh that has like a lot of poignance in it, a lot of passion. Um it, it's just so real. It's so awesome. He talks about like his something about like doing heroin on the drive home from work and like uh Jesus. something about like his uh god what was it again some of these lyrics are on genius so i'm like forgetting off top yeah um 
What about like he was raised by demons until he adopted his own or something like that? Um, I really Damn. the one line that I do remember is like uh, he says, "I can quote a black author, or I could just write," which I really like. Uh, it speaks to like the messaging of the album, but also just this overwhelming self confidence that he has in himself that is also present throughout the entire album. Just an amazing way to end the project. Um, overall, satisfying listen. Uh, aesthetics he left nothing for the swim back again sick title sick reference and uh we're three for three on album covers today uh it's just this sort of like silhouette in the distance but it has this sort of like dark green almost kind of like if the last injury reserve record was a darker green instead of like a, a red um that's kind of the vibe i'm getting on that um just like small nitpicks i guess like a couple songs aren't on the same level as others I still need to kind of dig further into the album before I can, you know, give it too high of praise. Um, but there is a lot to love. It's it's dark. It's abrasive. It's challenging. Um, it, excuse me. Uh, it's definitely not here to, like, hold the listener's hand. Like, it's not accessible. Uh, the attitude isn't accessible either. The content's not. It's just... It's not the catchiest hip-hop album out there in any way. But it's, it's exciting in its own way. And... Um, his rapping is so intense that it would probably grow exhausting even on like a 34 minute long album if not for like a lot of features that are just kind of sprinkled throughout the middle of the album um but one of his goals with this album was to like make the listener feel as tired as he does that's his words i believe um so yeah only 34 minutes uh this is a full sounding project though uh and yet another recent like fantastic rapper producer collab project that i feel like we're seeing like a really nice renaissance of um so yeah shout out to uh, sketch 185 and uh jeff markey uh sketch 185 not the most like uh uh you know typically you know kind of hard to spell it's not necessarily what you think all caps s-k-e-c-h-185 all one word it'll be in the description of the pod um so go look it up i'm giving he left nothing for the swim back a uh, a decent eight, let's say. Let's just call it decent eight. It's an interesting word for that. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to use to use a brand new yeah. uh, system. Oh, I was like, like middle two. middle eight doesn't sound right, but yeah, decent eight. I kind of like that. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> we should start using that more often. I can't believe I saw That's... someone in a yellow flannel at the Cheek Face show the other night. Uh, that was really incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be there. Too. It had to be. Had to be. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That that yeah. sounds. I added that like right away. Oh, that nice. Sounds fantastic yeah that's awesome. i'm sorry i feel like i went a little long with that one but especially when you get an album that has like all these themes and lyrics to it it's just i could keep going but uh yeah dude it's really great and again i wanted to shout it out because like i feel like not a lot of places are it's gotten good reviews everywhere that i've seen but not like uh, incredible reviews um not that pitchfork is necessarily the place to go for underground rap anyway i uh, have to have have to know if it got the eight it, it did not it got like a seven point something um if it got uh, the old eight point <laughs> again i'm like you kidding me <laughs> then it really would have been a billy woods album yeah <laughs> if, he had, if they had uh two billy woods features it would have oh, right. <laughs> yeah Oh gosh! So yeah, so that's that's that. Those are my recommendations awesome. for the quarter. Yeah, I feel like Billy Woods is another um, kind of sort of crossover for like any of that 
really yeah. grittier, darker, heady hip hop is usually a, a crossover point for me and you too. It seems like. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think you might enjoy this one. Um, so yeah. It, yeah. It's I'm not definitely only... going to check this out and, and see. Yeah. Not only my favorite hip hop record of the year so far, but probably the one I would most recommend to you as well. So. Um, so that's that. Gotta love that. All right. Yeah. Nice. All right. What's your uh, What's your last album you want to talk about today? And you're good on time. You have well, like 26 minutes if you want. Oh, perfect. I'll <laughs> use every bit of it just to talk about this. Kill me now. <laughs> uh, well, before, since I've got some time, I want li- to list off just a few yeah, yeah. sort of honorable mentions, too. Um, yeah, this was a pretty solid quarter, like you're saying. Um I really enjoyed a lot of albums that were outside of these three. Mm-hmm. Um, some surprising ones. Uh, one that comes to mind was the M83 album. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, so was good. surprisingly good. This is not the last one that I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I did consider it just because, like, I think it, it needs some love. It needs yeah. M83. I mean, we <laughs> know better than... <laughs> Uh, than some about how painful it can be to talk about M83 in the past few years. True or false, we did a podcast on Jump. <laughs> Solo. As one of the one of the first ones, yep. too. Like, the only album we talked about for like 50 minutes. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, if you want to hear 50 minutes, it's like, yeah, well, it's just not that good. Yeah. Like, oh, man, you used to love M83. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope this doesn't continue because yeah. this is not very good. But this one, this one is good, I think. This one I liked. I thought I thought that it was um, a return to form, but like doesn't really like it, it. It doesn't overstay its welcome in that either. It's not like too bogged down by the nostalgia. Um, I'm going ahead and like reviewing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it needs some love. So the uh, M83 one, check that one out. Um, uh, VJ Air, Aruj Aftab. I nice. consider talking about this one too, but I had like just listened to it. Right. Um, so I felt like oh, I need some more time to digest. Um, I've given these three more time than that. But it was so good right away that I, I was considering that. Um I was also kind of considering uh, the new Algiers album. Oh, that dropped. But I still I didn't know that dropped yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's that? I, I didn't realize it had dropped already. Yeah. It, yeah. It came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Think? Okay. Shoot. I'll, I I've been meaning to check that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. Yeah. Um. But I like just again. I like just have listened to it, um, but it was it, it, it's it's pretty solid too. But I feel like I needed some more time with that. It's the um, one with backwash also, obviously. So that <laughs> that that would be a good recommendation to you also. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, so those are some some solid ones from this past quarter. Um, but the one that I wanted to talk about is you talked about a couple that I hadn't listened to. I haven't talked Mm. about one that you haven't listened to yet. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that you haven't listened to this yet. 
okay. I think you have. So um, we'll see. But it is the new album from The Next. The Next? Oh, N-E-C-K-S? Yeah, C-K-S. Okay, yeah. okay. The I next remember you travel. saying you liked this one. I haven't heard it yet, though. Yeah, The Next Travel. Um, it's great. It's oh, the yeah. So The Next are like kind of they're an improvisational avant-garde minimalist ambient-ish kind of group oh wow okay uh, from australia and oh. they're i also need to like i need to show you what they what these guys look like too oh i'm looking it up based off <laughs> yeah you, you need to check that out because based off of um what like that genre and like this sounds like and then like what the music itself sounds like you would think that they're like young cool like <laughs> you know underground and ed- like super educated jazz heads that are just like making new fresh things these guys are like pretty, pretty yeah. older like they're on the older side just like three australian older dudes that have just a fantastic way of looking at jazz and it was i didn't realize uh who these guys were until listening to this album even though i've heard them before yeah they were formed in uh, 1987 so that that kind of gives yeah, you an idea yeah yeah they've been around <laughs> forever i was like wow because they've been i checked out a couple of their stuff before this is the one that clicked for me um but even in the past i've been like oh this is pretty different mm-hmm. uh the only reason it, it wasn't like sticking with me was just the length of it was so like it, it was just a lot even though it's really minimal and ambient it's just a lot to take in um so I was uh, I, I thought that it was pretty awesome, honestly. That there are three older jazz head dudes that yeah. just like really know what to do to like push the genre forward. Because um, yeah, like this is just very super fresh. I've never really heard jazz like this. I mean, like there is ambient jazz, and you know I've listened to some of that. Like I mean, the classic is um, Miles Davis. Um, uh, when the quiet, not when the quiet comes. Um, um, uh, like one of my favorite God. silent albums in, in a silent you know, way. Si- yeah, in a silent way. Yeah. yeah. When the quiet comes is something else. Flylo. Anyway, what's that? Is it Flylo? Until the quiet comes. Until the quiet comes. Oh, another great like yeah. kind of ambient jazzy album. Nice. There we go. So yeah, your heart was in the right place here. Your brain was. Yeah. yeah. We were there. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the the it, it's that's not a brand new thing or anything, but like mm-hmm. the way that they uh, perform it is so interesting and so like uh, forward thinking and uh, just very refreshing and uh, very heady and weird and kind of like repetitive, but in like not a boring way at all. I really like how everything, um, how these like dynamics and emotions and like uh, textures all like blend into each other really seamlessly. And I didn't know this, but I mentioned that they're an improvisational group. That's, oh, that's cool. Real like they they uh, 
apparently improv in a live setting exclusively or some that's what i've been reading at least um this one is not like totally improv but like they i read on the Bandcamp page said yeah this is about as close to like their improvisational style as it gets that's which is pretty crazy because this sounds so purposeful and so like uh precise and detail oriented that i like uh, listening back to it again being like this is like all for the most part just one cut like it's kind of yeah, crazy that's sick yeah that's really cool yeah i really i really like that and that's not even normally something that like would sway my opinion one way or another right like mm-hmm. if you're like oh i recorded my whole album in one take i'm like all right great well i still want to be impressed by it <laughs> yes. um, in in some capacity like that you know the improv as an album improv in a live performance setting is impressive for a number of reasons but in an album listening setting it it's like all right well come on now like yeah yeah (laughs) um but it's because of the way that this is like uh captured is just so deliberate and like meticulous that it doesn't it doesn't strike me as something that somebody that just doesn't clearly understand the genre of jazz this densely would be able to pull off mm-hmm. um anyway it, it's it's that is pretty awesome um i really love uh how peaceful this album is at points there's like it starts off in a very meditative space the bass line is super repetitive um and steady um and it hits into this like contemplative very like i said very meditative heady space uh that's kind of calming but mostly just very focused and like intellectually driven i think um and it kind of stays on that level throughout the whole album but there's all these different shifts in dynamics like it goes from really like peaceful observational kind of like headspace into very freaky kind of creepy territory and in points there's these organs that come in throughout that make things really dramatic nice and it doesn't ever build up like a godspeed you black emperor track would (laughs) Uh, but i wrote down that like i was getting kind of those Mm. dynamic things from like certain tracks especially like the last one on this because of just how deliberate everything builds and and uh everything grows and decays um yeah (laughs) it was it's really cool i've been trying to get into a little bit more jazz this year in general Mm -hmm. um a lot of what i've been listening to has been in jazz has been very very old stuff i'm trying to do like some like 40s and 50s uh stuff before i get into like the real like uh classic classics but what people generally consider uh as classics but yeah it was really cool to like have that stuff going on and then also listen to this one which is just an encapsulation of i think everything jazz it seems like um and very minimal and um accessible but also super forward thinking and very dense and uh 
lot of like very self-referential to the history of jazz it seems like too so i i'm this is this was awesome good timing to get into them um i will say it's dense like as minimal and as ambient and atmospheric as it is like it is like it's it's only an hour but it really does feel like a lot has happened without much happening if that makes sense okay yeah yeah like it's it, it is kind of tough to like sit and digest and i think that's what's turned me off from them in the past it's like i just didn't feel like i felt way in over my head on uh on this stuff but this time it hit and i'm super happy it did um right now i am at a solid solid eight out of ten but like as i was even talking about it, i'm like damn this might end up being a nine by the end of oh, the nice. year okay uh, but again i don't want to like go over the top with it too much right now because I, I do feel like this is so uh dense and heady in a way that it almost feels like i'm you know you gotta really like yeah it, it, you, you get what i'm saying i don't want to yeah. overpraise it yeah yeah no, that's that's awesome. I'm gonna add it to my uh to my list here. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend. So, when you say a solid eight, is that like a uh, maybe? Is that like a light eight, a decent eight, a strong eight? Uh, th- these it are means, kind of the, it means so many different things depending on the way that I'm saying solid. Yeah, it's a solid eight, or like it's a solid. I feel like, eight. Yeah, I feel like I use solid as like a uh like a three-point system like yeah, if yeah. i'm like that's a solid eight that's like 8.3 well i've also heard you say like oh it was a solid album i'm like oh what would you give it oh like a six i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too I'll, I'll misuse it a lot <laughs> that's awesome um solid in the six category yeah among sixes this one, solid I'm like I'm doing solid, like I'm saying it like that. Okay. So that means it's like more creeping towards the nine territory. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. God, that's awesome. Um, like it has it has retained its eight status and is also looking actually towards even better. Very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. It, it did not. So I was just gonna move past it. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Like, <laughs> like all right. You like the album, I think. Is, uh, that's what I got. Um, no, that is awesome. I, I am looking forward to check that one out. Um, I'm glad I have a recommendation to take away from this podcast, and uh, I hope all of you listening have at least one record you haven't heard of these six before. Go listen to them. We got a. We actually have a ton of variety here. Like this is about as good of a six in terms. Yeah, of, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this was not planned. We never tell each other what we're gonna pick. Um, but worked out pretty well this time, I'd say. So, uh, Patrick, thank you for joining me. I had a lot of fun on this one. Uh, hope you all oh, yeah. did too. Uh, thank you for listening, especially if you're still listening uh, 78 minutes in. And um, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs>